Hello and welcome to Mirror Talk Podcast. Your moment of greatness starts now. Today, I am excited to talk to an internationally recognized lucid dreaming author, coach, educator, and researcher. His videos, books, apps, courses, podcasts, and more has helped over 10 million people. How are you doing today, Stefan? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk Podcast. Can we get to know you better? Um, can you share a little bit of your journey so far? Yeah, of course. I mean, where do I start? So I've kind of been lucid dreaming for, I would say, most of my adult life. And then also, mm. I would say, a large part of my you know, pre-adult life, my, my childhood as well. And it kind of started by accident. So my first lucid dream, I just completely it happened completely accidentally. And then from that point on, I just kind of like researched and learned, you know, as much as I could about it because I was kind of obsessed with it. I was really excited and interested to learn as much as I could about lucid dreaming. And then at a certain point, I forget exactly when, but at a certain point, I decided to to share what I'm learning, you know, to make a website, make start making videos, researching, making uh, books, writing books and courses and things. And that's led me to where I am now, where I kind of, I'm lucky enough to say this is my full-time job, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, where I just teach people how to lose a dream uh, from all around the world and just kind of experience, I guess, as many different things as I can and and share these experiences with other people. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I've kind of always been interested in consciousness and uh, spirituality and personal growth and these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So lucid yes. dreaming was kind of like a very easy thing for me to get to get into, you know, yes. because it. And I'm so I'm so excited to learn about this from you today, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can show. Um, I don't know how how much your listeners already know about lucid dreaming, but I'll, I'll take it sort of from the very beginning, so that uh, anyone listening who has never heard of lucid dreaming can hopefully, you know, follow along and, and learn how to do it. Yes. So for for someone out there who has never heard about it before, what would you say is lucid dreaming? How would would you define it? So it's a little bit different to just um, a vivid dream. And what what a lot of people um, tend to report is that they think they've had a lucid dream, but they're not quite sure. So a lucid dream is a dream that you're aware you're dreaming. So while you're in a dream, you're actually aware of the fact that you are dreaming. Uh, It's very different to a vivid dream or a lucid nightmare. And there's different types of terminology which you can use to describe these things. A lucid dream really is just when you're in the dream and then suddenly you have this moment of consciousness where you realize that you're dreaming. And then from that point, you know, you can decide to do whatever you want. You can guide the dream to to be whatever you want it to be. I think the act of lucid dreaming itself can never be defined as a sin because it's really just enabling you to decide what to dream about. But however, I want to, you know, preface that by saying, while lucid dreaming is not a sin, if you, let's say if you follow a certain religion, and in that religion, it's a sin to, um, I don't know, kill someone, let's say, or whatever, right? If you then have a lucid dream, and then in the lucid dream, you go and kill someone, do you see that's like, it's kind of a gray area, really, I would say that probably would be counted as a sin in, in that particular religion. But Everyone has different opinions on this, and I don't think there's any, as far as I know, there's no religious texts that specifically say, do or don't lucid dream. Uh, so it's kind of like left up to interpretation, I think, a little bit. Are there like um, techniques or, you know, methods or ways of mastering lucid dreaming? How can I do it? What, are, what am I meant to do in order to lucid dream? Yes, yes, there are. So 
Um, I just want to make sure I don't miss anything here. So when, because it, I'm trying to I'm trying to explain this for complete beginners, where mm. your dream recall is probably not going to be very good. Not you, not you personally. I mean, like beginners in general, right? Their dream recall is yes. is usually not very good. So that's literally the first thing you should focus on. So before you learn any techniques or anything we're going to talk about later, your dream recall needs to be good. You know, you need to be remembering consistently like one or two dreams a night, every single night, because otherwise you're just, you're kind of wasting your time. Like you're going to learn techniques to lose a dream and you won't remember them. So there's no way of, you know, so dream recall is a bit easier because all you really need to do is, try and remember your dreams like that's the main thing that will improve it is actually trying to remember them so a lot of people will never spend any effort they'll never spend any time trying to remember their dreams in the morning they'll just kind of tell themselves this story and what that happens is it subconsciously affirms that so as time goes on they start to tell themselves that story i'm i don't remember my dreams and that it, it becomes true you know the subconscious the subconscious mind is very powerful and if you constantly tell it something like that it will make it true so the, really the first step is to start changing that story and instead saying, I can remember my dreams, I have perfect dream recall and I'll, I will remember my dreams tomorrow or tonight or whatever. Yeah. Once you, so that's the first step. And then of course you need to actually write them down. You know, every morning when you wake up, the first thing you do should be to uh, take out a notepad. If you can't remember anything, and this is, again, the majority of people will be in this um, situation. If you can't remember anything, don't give up instantly. Just spend at least three or five minutes just literally sitting there with your eyes closed trying to remember. And even if you can't for the first few days, you can't remember anything for those five minutes. It's really important to keep doing that because eventually, you know, your mind's, the subconscious is pretty smart. So eventually it will start saying, hmm, okay, so we're waking up every morning and we're sitting there for five minutes trying to remember our dreams I should probably start remembering dreams. And it literally does work like that. Like your, your mind will start then improving your dream recall for you. You'll start remembering things. Um, and then the, the, the secret really is just to keep doing that. So every day you write your dreams down, you know, yeah. uh, you look for kind of recurring patterns, things that happen like in more than one dream. Yeah. And that's what's called your dream signs. So you, you try and identify those and try and uh, highlight them in your dream journal. And then just throughout the day as well, say, kind of repeat to yourself these affirmations, like, I can remember my dreams, I can lucid dream, I have perfect dream recall. Yeah. And then, so that's the, the, the kind of foundation for that. And I know it sounds simple, but literally, the majority of people don't, don't do that. They just assume they can't remember their dreams. <laughs> yeah. And so the next thing for dream recall is to actually just try and sleep better i know that's kind of like a reductionist way of saying it but just try and sleep try and have a more healthy sleep schedule so what i would say to do is just to try and set a time where you'll wake up at roughly that time every day and after a few weeks of doing that dream recall should improve massively yeah um, and there's other yeah. things you can do as well you know you can start taking different types of vitamins i think b6 is a good one for recall sunlight things like that but that's mm. the, kind of the foundation of dream recall Okay, so I just wanted to get that out of the way so we can then talk about the exciting stuff. So yes. firstly, you, you fix your dream recall. I would say spend all your time doing that until the point where you can remember one or two dreams every night. Once you're at that point, then you want to start thinking about your... Um, really, you can do this all at the same time, 
but I would start doing reality checks throughout the day. So a reality check is where you kind of test your reality, test whether you're dreaming or not. So an example would be I would hold out my hands like this and I would try and push this finger through the palm of the other hand. And I would literally like, yeah, you can try it now. Like you literally try, try as hard as you can to push that finger through the palm. Yeah. And at the same time as you're doing that, you're asking yourself, am I dreaming right now? Mm-hmm. But you're, when you do this, you need to really doubt whether you're actually awake or not. And this is where most people get this wrong. You need to pretend you're like you're in a video game or you're, you've just teleported into a new world and you need to yeah. try and work out if this is real or not. Mm. So, so literally as you're doing this reality check, you need to look around you and think, it, does this make sense where I am right now? Um, you can ask yourself questions, you know, where was I five minutes ago? Um, mm. How did I get here? Like, are the walls how they normally appear or is something strange? And you're trying to be like a, de- a detective, trying to pick apart your reality and, and see or decide if it's real or if you're dreaming. Mm. And what happens is with the, the reason you do the finger pushing into your palm um, mm. is because if you do that in a dream, the finger will actually go through your hand. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it sounds crazy. Like um, it will actually go through your hand, and yeah. as soon as it does that, hopefully, at least your conscious mind will will suddenly snap into awareness and say, "Oh, well, I must be dreaming then," because it would only go through the hand if I was dreaming. Mm. And then you can look around and kind of confirm it and think, "Oh, yeah, it, it is a bit strange. There's a elephant flying around over there. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was strange." And then from that point on, you're you're lucid. You know, you're um, aware that you're dreaming. Uh, so where was I? So, so yes, so reality checks throughout the day. Uh, there's yes. no real def- defined number of, of reality checks, just however many you can, um, five, ten a day maybe. But I think it's important to do them when you see something strange, mm. something unusual. Like if, if you experience something that you don't normally see in your day-to-day life, that's the perfect time to do a reality check because we're more likely to dream about these strange, um, these unusual things. Mm-hmm. So it kind of links to that memory. So then later on, uh, when you dream about that strange thing, it, you've linked it to the reality check. So it's more likely that it will show up in your in your dream. Dream, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So one has to be careful of what um, he or she, you know, um, looks at or listens to before going to bed. Actually. Uh, it's going to be a great influence um, while sleeping or dreaming at night. Of course, yeah. And so I'm going to get on to, um, there's a few ways you can kind of use that to your advantage as well. Um, like what you do in your in the last hour of, of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so do, do you want me to kind of break down, I could explain several techniques. I could explain um, more, a more general technique, I guess. Yes, I think um, I'm interested in the, I've, I've seen a video of yours before on, on YouTube. Mm. It would be nice if you um, explain the seven techniques on how to, yes. Yeah, so so like I said, the reality checks um, is kind of the foundation, the, the dream recall and reality checks. Mm. And then this is kind of based on the Miles technique, which is a mnemonic-induced lucid dream. But you want to try and start visualizing the dream you're going to have and also affirming to yourself that you will lucid dream. So... So an example would be you would say to yourself several times throughout the day, I will lucid dream. I can control my dreams. And then you would try and visualize as if you're in the dream already. You would try and visualize what the scene looks like, um, you know, what you're going to be doing, how it feels, mm-hmm. and what, you know, what the characters around you are saying or doing. Try and like create a really strong picture of the dream 
and uh, how it will be. Mm. And then when you go to bed, so in the last hour before you go to bed, really the last two to three hours, you should try and limit your exposure to blue light. So um, blue light comes from, for example, phone screens, TV screens, laptops. Mm. And there's, you know, there's different ways you can do that. Um, I can go into detail on, on any number of these different things. Like you can have, uh, where are they now? Uh, somewhere in my, around my room, there's these blue light blocking glasses you can wear, yes. which kind of filter out the blue light from the screens. Mm. And uh, so that, that really helps. And you can also turn your phone on to like nighttime mode at a certain time. You mm. can create, you know, install soft lighting in your house. Um, mm. there's, there's different things you can do. Turn the brightness down on your monitors. Uh, and mm. what that does is that helps your, your body. Your, it helps your body to produce the hormone melatonin, which is very important in uh, regulating your sleep cycles and, and helping you feel kind of drowsy and ready to sleep. And all the time you're looking at blue light and it's coming into your eyes, it actually stops your body producing that hormone. Mm. So... It, as, as you can probably guess, it's very important to uh, let your body produce melatonin, especially in the last few hours of the day. And yeah, easy way of doing that is just to block out the blue light and then start to kind of wind down uh, before you go to bed. Try and visualize the dream you're going to have, affirm to yourself that you will lucid dream. Mm -hmm. And then there's different things you could do. You know, you could read a few pages of a book, ideally one about lucid dreaming, or you can meditate. Uh, a lot of people find it quite hard to meditate, but it is important, obviously, for a number of reasons. And specifically for lucid dreaming, uh, meditation really helps because you're, you're practicing that awareness and that ability to stay focused on something without letting your mind wander off. And that, mm. that technique itself, you know, being able to focus on something for five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, will come in very useful when you try other techniques like the wild technique, uh, which is wake induced or wake initiated lucid dream and also the wake back to bed. And there's, there's different techniques and different names for them. But the reason I, I want to kind of give this, this general foundation instead of explaining specific technique, I mean, I could explain specific techniques, but what you'll find is that if you do try and do one of these techniques without practicing the foundations, it just, it probably won't work just being completely honest with you, it probably won't work. However, if you try these, if you build up these habits that I've explained so far, it's, it's much more likely that you will lose a dream, you know, by a factor of 10, you know, it's, it becomes much more likely. Yeah. Um, so, but that being said, I will, I will share a kind of cheat technique that you can use. Um, but just, just to kind of recap a little bit. So the dream recall is super important being more mindful, you know, during the day as well, just kind of being aware of what you're doing, the reality checks, affirmations and, and visualizing the dream, and then also winding down uh, in the last one or two hours of the day um, before you actually go to bed. Yes. Those, I would say, are the, the foundation of lucid dreaming, for, for me at least, and for, you know, my students, this is kind of what, what really does work for the majority of people. Mm. And then beyond that, you can look at certain techniques. Um, there's one uh, specific one that I can go on to in a second, which is very useful for, let's say if you, you've been practicing things and, and nothing's really happened, you haven't had a lucid dream, you're kind of getting a bit unmotivated, mm. then this is a, a useful technique for that. But um, does, does that all make sense so far? Is there anything you want me to go into more detail on, on with those things? 
um, just let me know and I can explain more. Okay. No, I, I think so far you it, it, um, so far I've understood that one has to be you know very mindful during the day, which is very very important. Also, apart from I'm wanting to lucid dream, for example, it's good to know what you are doing at each moment of the day. And also, you know, the, the last part of you, you know, winding down before going to bed, actually, is also healthy and helpful. And I find that, you know, very, very useful. And w one thing I could bring in um, from earlier was that you, you made mention of, you know, remembering your dreams and journaling it down, writing it down. That was um, a keynote for me because I was, going through, I was going through your Amazon page and I found a book that you've written um, called Remember Your Dreams, um, mm. how to vividly remember more dreams. And I wanted to actually ask you that, and I was, I'm so glad that you made mention of that already. I think it's also what you've what you've said so far has been very useful. That is to say, um, it's good for one to you know mentally prepare yourself to remember your dreams. So tell your subconscious that um, it's going to remember the dreams that you have each night. And also, while lucid dreaming, um, it's important for you to actually prepare yourself towards it by mm. being mindful. By being, you know, preparing yourself, like maybe read a book before sleeping at night or meditating before getting to the sleeping state. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th I think I think um, it's all um, explained properly. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, and in that book, I do go into more detail about uh, specifically things you can do to improve dream recall using like uh, neurolinguistic programming, anchors, uh, setting up habits in the morning, and that kind of thing. But you know, the vast majority of, of what will get your results is the things I've already said, the, the absolute basics. You know, they're, they're the basics because they really do work. That being said, um, I can go on to explain like a kind of technique that I created myself. Yes, please. If you yeah. want. <laughs> so um, this, and, and I've kind of adapted this since I last wrote my blog post about this. Uh, so it's kind of been refined over the last few years. Uh, to be what it is now. So the 90 aisles technique, 90 induced lucid dream. And I, I just called it that because a lot of these techniques are a letter and then aisles. Mm -hmm. So something induced lucid dream or initiated lucid dream. So I just kind of called it that to make it obvious to people online that it is a technique that you could mm -hmm. use. Um, but really it's kind of a combination of techniques more than anything. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the technique itself is kind of the cherry on the top of the cake. The first part, you know, the foundations is everything I've explained to you. So like the dream recall, reality checks, intention, visualizations, and then getting the basics in order, like drinking enough water during the day, optimizing your sleep schedule. So you're like waking up and falling asleep at roughly the same time. It doesn't have to be exactly the same time, but within half an hour, roughly. Um, and then once you've done that, you're in a really good place now where you can actually go in and interrupt your sleep and make it so much more like I can't I can't even explain how much more likely you will lucid dream if you do these things. So the, the technique is based around interruption. So with it, within our sleep cycles, we have roughly four to five sleep cycles in an average night. And each sleep cycle is roughly 90 minutes. And then within that sleep cycle, you have your sleep stages, right? The last of those sleep stages is your REM sleep, which is actually the period of the sleep cycle that you dream. Uh, so that's really where you want to be targeting your efforts for techniques. What happens is, because there are four to five sleep, state, sleep uh, cycles during the, night, during the night, your REM sleep will actually get longer as the night goes on with, it, with each subsequent cycle. So the longest period of REM sleep is actually just before you wake up. 
which is when the the hormones in your body, the reason it, it does this is because the hormones in your body are kind of crossing over. So you have an increase in the production of serotonin and kind of a decrease in the production of melatonin. And where they cross over, this usually happens in the last 90 minutes of the night. Uh, and at that point, your hormones are in the perfect balance to lose a dream. You know, so so if you target your efforts in that on that last sleep cycle, you're much more likely to lose a dream. And this is why most techniques like the wild, the wake back to bed, they focus on that last part of the night. And so they actually tell you, set your alarm to go off after five hours and then go back to bed with the intention of lucid dreaming. And you'll find this across um, websites, supplements. They, they all advise you to do this. And I agree with them. You know, that is the, it is the sweet spot for lucid dreaming. But I would actually take that one step further. And I would say, yes, you're more likely to lucid dream in the last sleep cycle of the night. But the 90-hour technique basically says interrupt your sleep every 90 minutes throughout the whole night. Uh, because that way you have five times as many chances to lucid dream. Just looking at it from a completely log a logical point of view, right? If you have five mm -hmm. sleep cycles and each one has a REM sleep cycle, a uh, REM sleep period, sorry. Mm -hmm. If you wake up before or during each of those five sleep cycles, you're five times more likely to lucid dream than if you just focus on the last one. So what, what ends up happening, you're going to feel pretty rough the next day. You're going to feel tired. You know, you're going to feel like you didn't get enough sleep because you, you didn't. But what it will do is you're incredibly likely to, at the very least, remember several really vivid dreams. And what, what most people end up reporting is they just remember and they have two or three lucid dreams mm -hmm. almost every time they try this because you're like, well, I've explained it already. You know, you're making it five times more likely because you're interrupting your sleep either during mm -hmm. or before your REM sleep or after. Mm -hmm. And there's different ways of optimizing that. Uh, so you can, if you want to get super technical, you can actually use a sleep tracker. So I use an aura ring. Uh, I don't know if you can see that here. Um, yes. And it tracks my sleep stages, tells me roughly when I have my REM sleep, roughly when I have my deep and so on. Mm. So you can actually, you can actually set the timing to be really accurate and to try and target roughly when you're going to have your REM sleep. But most people, that's not necessary. You know, just setting it to go off every 90 minutes, your alarm, yeah. will be enough. Okay. So, so the technique itself, the foundation we've already talked about, you're going to set your alarm to go off after, not, not after, sorry, after every 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. So like a recurring alarm every 90 minutes. When it goes off, you're going to, hopefully it's going to be like a soft alarm. It's not going to be too vivid. You're going to turn the alarm off or ideally it would turn itself off. And then you're going to go back to sleep with the intention of lucid dreaming. So almost like a wake back to bed. But you're also going to focus on visualizing the dream really powerfully. Like visualize exactly what you want to experience. Set the intention to do it. And then you're going to go through a, a wild kind of crossed over with a wake back to bed. Mm. And then, so, so what you'll, you'll have at the end of the night is hopefully five, um, five, remembered dreams and then hopefully at least one or two of them will be lucid um yeah so so that is in my opinion the most effective technique but it's not the best technique because like i said if you do that you're going to feel pretty rough the next day you should you should not do this every night you should do this maybe like once or twice a month at the most um but yeah it's the reason i made it is just to give 
a bit of motivation to people who haven't had a lucid dream yet, and they will do anything to have one. Well, this is something you can do. <laughs> yeah. So which one is the much um, um, stressless um, technique to do? Like, um, which technique can I do without having to get tired or having to um, wake mm. up every 90 minutes? Is, it, is there a technique like that or yeah. do I have to wake up? Yeah, no. So, so to clarify, the wild and the wake back to bed are the kind of stressful techniques where you have to interrupt your sleep usually and then go back to sleep. It's difficult. You know, I find them difficult. I can't easily go back to sleep once I've woken up. Um, so the stress-less techniques are really the things I described in the first part of this, this um, episode. The foundations which um, over time will give you like random lucid dreams. And then they've been kind of woven into other techniques like the dialed or the mild. But really they're just ex explaining the same thing. Uh, you know, it's just about building those foundations. And then the dialed specifically is about just becoming lucid in a dream. So you're, you're f kind of focusing on your prospective memory uh, in order to do reality checks. So being able to remember to do something in the future. Mm -hmm. So in that case, you would focus on your dream signs. Mm -hmm. And you, let's say if you always dream about a dog, a dog chasing you, you would tell yourself, once you've realized that that's your dream sign, you would tell yourself, every time I see a dog, I will do a reality check. And you will kind of set the intention to remember it in the future mm. it engages your prospective memory and hopefully mm. when you when you do that uh, you will be randomly in a in a dream you'll see the dog and that will trigger your prospective memory and you'll do a reality check and become lucid mm. um, so in all honesty i would just say to focus on those basic things and then if you if you really need motivation then try the try one of the stressful techniques because mm. although they interrupt your sleep they're going to work at least. And then once you've had that first lucid dream, you'll be so motivated to continue that it will kind of, you know, give you fuel to, to keep trying. Yes. So from, from what you've explained right now, there are like two different methods or techniques that you've talked about. And one involves, you know, reality check. Um, that is, when, if you have a sign, a, dog, a sign of, for example, a dog or, um, I don't know, a dog, for example, you perform a reality check mm -hmm. and have the intention that anytime you see it, also in your dreams, you are going to perform the reality check. And once it, it happens in your, in your dream, you are going to, you know, know that, oh yeah, now at this moment you are lucid dreaming. And also yeah. the, other, the other method or the other technique is um, with intention actually. You set um, 90 minutes um, faces in which you say, okay, I'm going to sleep for 90 minutes. After 90 minutes, my alarm is going to go off. I'm going to wake up and go back to bed with the intention of lucid dreaming. Yeah. And then you have the chance of having... Um, more lucid dreams over the, period, over the period of your sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. Like five times or so, yeah. So, but you said, you said that could be very, you know, tiring. You wake up in the morning so exhausted. Are there other, other dangers of, you know, lucid dreaming? For example, maybe sleep paralysis or other kind of, you know, um, things that could happen due to lucid dreaming? There are. Um but I wouldn't really call them dangers as such because no harm will come to you. It's more just about the psychological aspect of it. So I'll very quickly explain the main dangers. So we, we, we talked about those different, two different types of techniques, right? The ones where you interrupt your sleep and go back to sleep with the intention of lucid dreaming and then the ones where it happens, happens naturally without you having to interrupt your sleep. Mm. With, the, with the techniques where you have to interrupt your sleep, you will experience a lot more sleep paralysis, and that's because, for those who don't know, we actually all experience sleep paralysis every single night 
Um, well, no, we don't all experience it. We, we all have sleep paralysis, but we're not aware of it. So our muscles, unless you have some kind of sleep disorder, which some people do, um, but the vast majority of people have sleep paralysis. And it's a good thing because if you didn't have it, you'd end up like kicking your partner or, you know, running around in the night, sleepwalking, hurting yourself. It would be really bad. So it's really good that we have sleep paralysis. But yeah, so everyone has sleep paralysis, but we experience it more when we try and lucid dream by interrupting our sleep because we're getting in the middle of that process. Mm. And in fact, it's, it's almost part of the technique. When you try and do a, well, a wild or a wake back to bed, the, the actual technique is to wake yourself up and then, go, and then keep your mind awake while your body falls asleep. Mm. And so, of course, if you consider that we, we have sleep paralysis when we fall asleep, mm. you're going to experience that. You have to experience that because you're, the idea is to keep your mind awake while it happens. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, that can be, that can be scary mm -hmm. if you've never experienced it before. But if you have experienced it before and you know and you understand that the whole technique involves you waiting for that to pass, then it's not a big deal. You know, you just wait for it to, to, to finish. And you know that yes. when you have sleep paralysis, you're a few minutes away from having a lucid dream. Mm. Um, so, yeah, th that's one danger, I guess you could say. Uh, another one, and this is really not really spoken about much because most people never get to this point. When, when you're having regular lucid dreams, like I'm talking one or two a week, mm. you will, if you're not careful, mix up your memories a little bit. So your lucid dream memories will become kind of blurred with your real life memories. And this can happen mainly if you dream about everyday situations like dream in your house or you lucid dream about going to work or having conversations with people you know. Mm. Um, it's very possible to create these kind of false memories where it felt real to you because you were lucid. And when you're looking back on it as a memory, it's very hard to remember, oh, that conversation at work was a lucid dream. So, but it's very easy to avoid. All you need to do is first keep a really detailed dream journal so you can check if it was a dream. And then secondly, uh, don't lucid dream about boring things like being in your house or going to work. You know, you should be lucid dreaming about crazy, intense flying and uncovering your inner shadows and that kind of thing. Mm. So, um, in my opinion, they're the two main dangers. Yeah. I can't think of any other super dangerous or, you know, things to worry about. Yes. And you've already, um, you know, provided a segue to my next question already. Like, what are the do's and don'ts of um, lucid dreaming? What am I meant to do while lucid dreaming? And what am I not meant to do while lucid dreaming? <laughs> oh, wow. Good, good question. Well, I think for, for me, at least, my, my advice would be the only thing you should really not do is something that will affect your mental health. So I would say if you go, if you have a lucid dream about going on a killing spree, <laughs> it's, it's probably not good for your mental health. Other than that, you know, the whole point of lucid dreams to, is to explore and expand your consciousness. So really whatever you want to do, whatever you need to do uh, to either enjoy the lucid dream, have conscious growth, you know, uncover something. It depends what you want to do with the lucid dream. Now, I guess this, this really should be another kind of warning you can, you can, and people do use lucid dreaming for shadow work and inner healing. Mm. And when you go down that road, you can really uncover some things about yourself that you, that were hidden before. Mm. You know, you can uncover like deep-seated traumas and phobias, and it's a good thing because you can actually work through those issues. But 
you have to actually you know be ready to do that that work and if you're not then it can be kind of intense experiencing that so i would say for the, for the absolute beginner just get lucid as often as you can play around with it you know have some fun like fly around you know do all the crazy stuff and then when you when you can reliably lucid dream maybe start thinking about some more practical things or some more spiritual things you can do like going going deep inside and doing some spiritual healing uncovering your shadow you know talking to your subconscious mind uncovering your phobias and your hidden traumas and things like that um that's you know the kind of more intense things you can do but i would say at the beginning just have fun with it you know fly around experience really intense crazy things yeah and uh, do whatever you want that that's awesome so you know like like a normal dream um is it also is it also possible for some people to have lucid dreaming normally like it comes natural to them is it is that possible or it's something you have to do with intention yeah it is and interestingly some people actually um they have it so often that they want to stop lucid dreaming Hmm. yeah um which is another challenge in itself because if you're having it so often and there's nothing you can do about it yeah then I, I would say really the, the only thing you should be doing is focusing on using it for something good, you know, mm. whether it's something fun or something practical. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it's possible to actually, you know, have it like on a regular basis without you planning to do it or, yeah. So yeah. To dream about it, yes. So yeah, some, some, and some people, I would say they're kind of the lucky ones, in my opinion. Mm. Um, some people randomly lucid dream almost every night. You know, some people, I don't know how true it is, but some people report that they are able to lucid dream every night. Um, they're very, very rare, you know, a very small minority of people, mm. but they are out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, most yeah. of us, you know, we have to put effort into it and keep practicing. And then if we're really lucky, then we'll have a handful of lucid dreams every month, sometimes as many as one, two, three a week. Um, but it's kind of one of those things that takes consistent effort for the, the majority of people. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you know, for um, for example, there's this belief that um, when you have a normal dream, it um, passes across a message to you. Um, so for lucid dreaming, for example, anything anything you experience in that dream, does it have a specific meaning to your life, to your you know personal growth, or to the um, occurrences in your life, or it's just like what happens at that moment, um, you know, stays in that moment, and that's all about the lucid dreaming. Well. You've got to remember that the almost the entire dream, I'd say, in fact, the whole dream is generated by your subconscious mind. Mm. So, and you can obviously guide parts of it with your conscious mind, but yeah, I think it definitely does contain messages. Mm. Um, I think not maybe not every single detail of the dream, but definitely the key elements and the key symbols. I definitely think they have some kind of deeper meaning, mm. uh, but it's it's very subjective. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some, um, I just have this little doubt because, you know, sometimes I think, you know, when you have a normal dream, for example, you, it's not controlled by yourself. So anything you see, um, it's probably a message being sent to you. Yeah. When, you are, when you are lucid dreaming, you are controlling the reality or the whole, you know, the whole um, experience of the dream. And then it could be that you are designing um, what is happening there and that could not that might not be the message that is being sent to you. I, I, I don't know. So I was, I was, that's the motivation of asking you the question, to know if actually, um, you know, there are some, you know, as you said already, if there are some key things that could be messages 
that have been sent to you by your subconscious um, mind? Uh, yes. Sorry, I, I just remembered something else I wanted to mention about that, actually. So mm. although you are controlling certain parts of the dream, you're very rarely controlling every part of the dream. Mm. So although your kind of your avatar, your dream body, is in yeah. control of what it does, where you walk, um, and mm. even with a bit of practice, you can control other dream characters, use telekinesis, you know, control objects, fly around, teleport. You're, you're very rarely in control of every single detail in the dream. So, so the subconscious mind can still send you messages even when you're lucid. So it's not like a case of when you're lucid, you can never, you don't get messages from the dream because you're controlling the dream. Uh, it's not, it's not like that at all. What it is is when you're lucid, you're in control of your avatar. So you're like a character in a video game, but you're not necessarily in control of every part of the video game. Like the, the other characters, for example, the other objects, the yeah. weather, you know, every blade of grass in the field you're walking in you're, you're not in control of all of that you're just kind of consciously experiencing it almost like a sailor uh piloting a ship through an ocean you're not controlling mm-hmm. the ocean you're just controlling yourself within the ocean that's true um that's yeah true. Mm. okay that 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 really explains it a little bit yes much more better than uh, understood before mm. you're just controlling your, your avatar you're controlling your person in the whole environment of the lucid dreaming yeah. yeah, I mean, you can, with practice, you can ex- control other aspects of the dream. Oh. And I do teach that a lot in my, especially in some of my courses, I do teach that. Um, but th- for the most people, you just control yourself in the dream. Yes. But how, you how, do you can... control, how do you control other characters in your dream? In yeah, your so dream? Um, you can use, well, what I love to do in my lucid dreams is use things like telekinesis and telepathy and kind of mind control. So I will intend for a dream character to do something, like walk over there or, you know, go and climb up that tree or whatever it is, and they will usually do it. But it's, it's still not 100% predictable. Sometimes they don't do it. You know, sometimes okay. I, I try and control something and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, so, so um, there might probably be like some other techniques to actually, um, you know, make sure the mind control works or it's, mo- it's much more effective or there's nothing like that. Yeah, there, there are things you can do. Um, and I actually, um, I don't know if this, it wouldn't really be relevant for most people listening to this because it, it assumes you can already lucid dream. But I have a mini, kind of like a mini course called Lucid Superpowers where I go into incredible detail on how to manipulate the dream and control things at a much deeper level. And it involves basically things like strong intention, inspiring your subconscious mind. So like watching a lot of superhero movies, a lot of, visual things which are going to feed your mind ideas mm. and then it involves practicing things that are usually impossible um, so i'll try and give you an example just off the top of my head let's say if you want to experience super strength in a lucid dream mm. so what you would do is you would, and you probably look crazy to everyone that, that sees you do this but you would practice this by going outside to your car or to like to a heavy object let's say mm. and you put your hands on the object and you intend to lift the object as if it was weightless. Yeah. As if it was like it didn't weigh anything at all. Mm. You don't actually move the objects because that would affirm to your subconscious mind the idea that the object is really heavy and you can't lift it. So you don't actually move the object. You just put your hands on the object and imagine yourself lifting it effortlessly. Mm. And, and you can do this as many times as you want. And it's kind of like practicing for when you're in a lucid dream. And the idea is you're just going to put your hands on the object, imagine yourself lifting it effortlessly, 
and then take your hands off and and just keep doing that like keep doing repetitions of that so just touch the object imagine yourself lifting it right up in front of you and it's not taking any effort at all and then put it down and then what what that does is it trains your subconscious mind to um, reverse the belief that you have about heavy objects a lot of lucid dreaming is about reversing these subconscious beliefs that we have we all have this subconscious belief that humans can't fly we can't levitate mm. humans can't do uh, humans can't use telekinesis we can't move objects with our mind and these are subconscious beliefs that we've had which if we don't try and change them it will be very hard to do these things in a lucid dream yeah. but if you change those beliefs if you get inside those beliefs and change them you can do anything in a lucid dream you can literally mm. move cities with your mind you can you know control any and everything around you um, but you have to practice, you know, changing those beliefs. Yes. So it's similar, it's similar to having faith, faith that you can, you can do anything or yeah. believe in yourself that you could do anything. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, um, you know, so to, to sum it all up, for example, um, can you give me like, what are, can you give me like the importance of lucid dreaming? So there's, there's someone out there who, who is like thinking, oh, so this is lucid dreaming, but what, what's the importance? Why should I lucid dream at all? And, um, what is the importance of actually, you know, dreaming or remembering my dreams? Yeah, well, so the first most obvious one is that we're going to be asleep for a third of our lives anyway. Mm. And there's nothing we can do about that. So you might as well, and we're going to spend a large chunk of that dreaming. So we might as well learn how to use this to do something incredible, especially when you can experience literally anything that you can imagine in a lucid dream. It will feel incredibly real. It will feel very vivid and very intense. Mm. And, you know, for the, for the most people who want to do this, it's certainly very fun. But then it goes beyond that. You know, you're going to be asleep anyway. You can use lucid dreaming to do very practical, useful things, not only to remove fears from your mind and practice skills, which you will then really improve at those skills in waking life, but you can use it for all kinds of things, spiritual development, you know, working on ego issues, working on deep traumas and hidden you know, belief systems and things like that. Mm. You can literally use it for anything and we're going to be asleep anyway. Yes. So I think it's a really powerful tool, especially when it's pretty easy, I would say, to practice and learn this skill mm. and anyone can do it. Yes. So I could use this sleeping periods to work on my, you know, personal development, reflect on my life a little bit, you know, take a break and, you know, while sleeping also, you know, go deep into my past dig out the trauma and fix of issues, go for therapy sessions and all that things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that's, that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So for, for any, anyone out there who is like now excited and, you know, interested in learning how to um, lucid dream, for example, or to, to, you know, try it out, how can they, you know, get in contact with you or stay connected with you to, you know, get updates and to learn from you? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I actually have a YouTube channel called Lucid Dreaming Experience. And there's 100, I think there's 450 videos now on there uh, that will teach you how to lucid dream. Um, I actually have a free kind of PDF guide, uh, which is 100 things to do in a lucid dream. And it explains really quite in a lot of detail uh, over 100 experiences you can have, different reasons, different um, things you can do in a lucid dream, far beyond just flying or you know teleporting. These are really kind of unusual experiences and you can download that for free um on my website at howtolucid.com forward slash gift so um that's where you can download that pdf 
you could follow me on Instagram, I guess, at HowToLucid. But I'm mainly I post YouTube videos and I, I write on my site, HowToLucid.com. Amazing. So I'm going to paste, um, oh, I paste. I'm going to post all this link in the show notes for this episode below. And anyone who's interested could just click on them and watch your amazing YouTube videos. Listen to your podcast also, HowToLucid.com on Apple Podcasts. And um, also follow you on Instagram. Um, but most importantly, visit your website, outtolucy.com slash gift to get the PDF file to, gift, uh, yes. to read about it. Thank you so much, Stefan, for your time. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And I hope everyone uh, enjoyed this. And yeah, have a good day. <laughs> wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.